Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday night segment of The Outer Realm. We are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, UFO, Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 FM from the beautiful city of New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people of Folgers Coffee, who have been a part of our journey since the very beginning. And that was at least four years ago. So thank you, Folgers. We love you and couldn't do it without you. Also, big thank you to Justin Snicker, a.k.a. Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, for his contribution of his time, his music, and his voice for the intro that you just heard. The regular intro, that is. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween horror and sci-fi dark wave electronic music. It can be found on any of your favorite music platforms, so please check him out. Tis the season, and there are a lot of amazing pieces coming out. Also, big thank you to Steve McGinnis, the artist behind our banners and logos here at the show. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Also specializes in the horror genre, uh, characters from your favorite movies, uh, very realistic. So again, check him out and uh, you won't be disappointed. Also does phenomenal commission pieces. Okay, so of course you saw the the intro that uh, we've been playing here on the network for the Halloween party on October 31st, uh, 8 p.m. and onward. And this is where all the hosts sort of get together and just have a little bit of fun, dress up and have sort of panel discussions on, on different topic, keeping in line with the whole theme uh, of Halloween and so on. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. We, we try to do them every year and we really, really have a good time with them. So tonight i've been really looking forward to this uh just a lovely lady um karen wilkinson the book she will be discussing is called stolen seed evil harvest she will share the chronicle of her life experiences but will also provide her insights into the activities and motives of extraterrestrial beings she will delve into the reasons behind their actions the challenges they encounter the intricate web of deceit uh, that they weave in their actions with humanity so, of course, bearing in mind um, formal disclosure here, uh, opinions and information presented expressed by guests on the Outer Realm are not necessarily those of the Outer Realm host, sponsors, or United Public Radio Network and its producers. We will always be respectful and courteous to all involved, and we also appreciate if that happens in the chat room, because people we may agree, we may not disagree. I've met phenomenal people from all walks of life who have had varied experiences with extraterrestrials, people of faith, people not of faith, um, and it varies. So there's a lot of different components involved in all of that. And um, I, you know, I am interested, really interested to hear about Karen's experiences because, you know, they, they it, <laughs> I've read 
you know, little excerpts and, and such from, um, you know, from information she has sent me. And it's, it's wow, you know, but a lot of them are wow, to say the least. So I'm really interested. I know she's put a lot of research into this for her to want to open herself up and open her, open herself and her experiences up to the public like this and, and to, to try to, you know, make people aware of what she went through is, is very important. I think all experiences are very important. So we're just going to wait for her to come on and the lovely lady is here. So um, just before we let her on, I want to say thank you to Wayne for tuning in Ruth, Chris already. Oh, Lawrence from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hello. Hello. I don't recognize you. So welcome. If this is your first time, very appreciated. Doreen. Hello. And remember guys, there are seven chat rooms. Roku TV does not have a chat room, but, um, all the other platforms do. So remember, please, you are coming in from a seven lane highway into one lane. <laughs> we will get to you as we can, and we will keep in line with, of course, Karen's schedule in all of this and hopefully we can squeeze in some questions and comments um as we move along so without for thank you kathy without further ado our special guest woo karen hello hey how are you i'm well how are you i'm great i'm so happy to be here thank you for having me oh it's a pleasure it's a pleasure i've just been you know reading over some of the notes that you've sent and, and i was explaining to people you know it's it, it varies. So many people, we've had so many people on in four years who mm -hmm. have had experiences. Some of them have been very, very traumatic. Other yeah. people have been, you know, it wasn't really that bad. Other people are, you know, military abductees, which are never pleasant, I'm oh, sure. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, we've even had people on the show break down while telling their experiences. So it, it's very, it's a very um, emotional, however you look at it traumatic for some and emotional on different levels so i'm um, i see you have your your book cover back and i thought i'd do this for, for oh, thank you i appreciate that too that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> right so I, I i guess i like to start with with humble beginnings because um it's not like one um, before and again let me back up a minute amelia's at a function tonight family thing couldn't get out of it and dislikes that she can't be here, but is also happy and thrilled to be there for a support of her family member. Her well, daughter was nominated for an award. So it's oh, a big, wonderful. Yeah, it's a big deal. So, okay, I'm back on track. Sorry, I had to squirrel out for a moment. Um, you know, how 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 does the this book, Stolen Seed, Evil Harvest, how did it come into play? So where do you want to start? This is your show. Let's go with it. <laughs> well, thank you, Michelle. You know, this is your show. I am just so pleased to be here with you. And oh, okay. Just to, you know, and tell Amelia, I'm so sorry I missed her, but I love her. I think she's wonderful. So maybe thank another you. time I can come back when she's here and get to Absolutely. see her. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I love your comment in the beginning that, you know, everyone has different um, experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important to, especially when I talk to people, to listen to them, take into account their experiences and support them where they are. Mm -hmm. Because we can't expect everyone to be the same, to feel the same way and have the same experiences. 
Um, so I think that's very important. Um, and I love that you said that. And I love that you're so supporting of people and that you listen. I think that's just something that's missing thank for you. a lot of people right now. So thank you. Thank you. Um, I can start with how, yeah, how the book came to be. Um, I had a near death or what I like to call a near life experience a couple of years ago. And I write about it in my book. Um, and the way it came about, there was a lot of trauma associated, although I had an amazing experience with it. It's just right. beautiful, amazing experience. And I can certainly expand on that later if anyone wants to. Yeah, because I, I just love how you call it a new life. <laughs> well, as, as opposed to the other way, they're, they're, they're life altering, aren't they? They are. And I think death assume it sounds like you're losing something and that's not at all what happened you know it was a beautiful experience i gained so much from it um even though the process of getting there was very traumatic because i was given a paralytic on an operating table instead of a sedative and no one was around um so that portion of it was very traumatic but i heard a voice say very clearly in my head it's okay you can let go now and just like that i was out of my body i could see everything in other rooms i could hear and see everyone even though i didn't have a physical body and the and it was just the most loving peaceful amazing experience i have ever had we don't have any way to describe the kind of love and peace that i felt i wish i could share that with everyone and let everyone feel that because mm -hmm. it is beyond explanation and beyond words and Oh, and that's why I call it a near life experience because it was just beautiful and amazing. Um, right. So you came back a different person. <laughs> I really did. I yeah. really did. And yeah. the, the um, funny thing about it too was I was still me during the experience, even though I didn't have a body, I didn't have, you know, the things mm -hmm. we associate ourselves with. I didn't have these earrings or whatever, you know, yeah. I, I was still me. My personality was there. Right. So I tell everyone, we go, we are still us, regardless of this physical body is not all who we are. It's just what, where we live right now. And I love that. I, I think I, you know, many people have come on through the years to talk about it and they seem to say the same thing as yeah. you. This is like, there's no words to describe the experience yeah. aside from utter utopia, like and in a way that's again, so difficult to to project. You wish you could just put it in a package, put oh. it out there and, and yes. just show people. And just save it forever and just always feel it. Cause you know, it, it, the further you get away from it, you know, that feeling, because it's not something that belongs here where we are. Yeah. So we don't have it. So it's hard to remember it, but I'll, I'll never forget how amazing it was. Right. But, you know, definitely. Right. Um, so after that, I had some PTSD from the way that it happened. And I went to uh, therapy for that PTSD because it was just terrible. Wow. And in the process of doing that, though, I was able to also deal with the lifetime of you know, torment and the things that had happened to me during my abduction experiences. May so, I ask, did, did you have recollection of your abduction experiences before this happened? Oh, yes. Very okay. Much. Okay. Oh, yes, I okay. did. And not every one of them. You know, I don't have recollection of everything that happened. I have ex sometimes here that I remember in there and bits and pieces of this one and that one. And, you know, some are very detailed where I was very much conscious the whole time. And then mm -hmm. some I would wake up, you know, 
in the beginning or in the middle or in the end. So it just really depends on the specific mm -hmm. time and the specific event. Um, mm -hmm. But it was, it was really helpful. And I was able to start processing and dealing with that. And um, I did have, after that um, near death, ex near life experience, I had, they had a lot of trouble getting me to kind of come back in um, recovery. It was just, I was, it was so painful. Everything was really, I just, I was not doing well every time they tried to bring me up and it, was, it took about four hours. And the, the last time they tried to bring me out of the anesthesia, I just remember praying, God, please help me. I, I don't know what to do, you know, because I was kind of you know, stroking and things like bad things were happening. Yeah. That, yeah. And then all of a sudden there were these two beautiful young male orderlies standing at the foot of the bed and they calmed me down and they helped me through it. And they were just loving and kind and warm and loving. And when I was going up the elevator back to the room, back to ICU and my husband and my daughter were there and I grabbed their hands. I'm like, you have to meet the boys that the orderlies that helped me through recovery and they're like, what boys? I'm like, they're right here. And there's no one else there except the other orderly and the nurse who brought me up. And I, wow. I looked at them. I said, where did the boys go? What ma'am, what boys are you talking about? You know, wow. and nobody knew what I was talking about. Nobody wow. knew who they were. And, you know, so I figured that they must've been angels. Yes. So yes. they're really beautiful, good, positive, loving, angelic, entities out there and it's that what you needed together. it was yeah and so i like to include those stories and i like those accounts and i like to put i put those in my book along with some other really amazing miraculous things because it's not all negative mm -hmm. there are some really beautiful things <laughs> that happen and there are beautiful angelic entities out there god is really good and he mm -hmm. really loves us and wants to help us and mm -hmm. you know and I want to make sure that we kind of keep that balance. Yeah. There's good and there's bad. And it's important. To yeah. Know I want people to sleep at night. <laughs> yes, exactly. That'd be good. But, and, yeah. And I didn't want this book to be scary. I didn't right. want to scare anyone. So I kept right. it high level. I didn't put a ton of details. There are one or two areas where I say, you know, if this type of thing scares you, then go ahead and skip this little mm -hmm. bit, you know, and they're not big parts. But I didn't want to trigger anyone. Because right. I wanted this to be a way to make it okay to talk about these things. Right. Um, so the book came about, to kind of get back to that, after I had gone through the PTSD therapy and was able to start dealing with and processing these things that had happened, I wanted to talk about it and I wasn't sure who to go to. And I was led to L.A. Marzulli, who you know, you've had on your show. He's been on the show, yeah. Yeah, Lovely, he's a great guy. amazing guy, right? Yeah. So... Yeah. I just felt comfortable telling him and I told him the story and uh, in an interview during a conference um, and that ended up being sort of the centerpiece of his fourth UFO movie on the abduction phenomenon. And after that, I had people, a lot of women, especially coming up to me, thanking me for talking about it and wanting to share. And, right. you know, and maybe someone to pray with me, someone to share stories, someone to just someone to listen mm -hmm. and, and make it okay to talk about. And it just touched me so much that I was able to just uh, listen and be mm -hmm. there for them and email or whatever we did and talk. And that inspired me then to write the book because I wanted it to be okay to talk about. Right. There's such a stigma behind it. 
and yeah. you know I, I agree and and I, I think it's it's one of those things that people don't know where to turn a lot of people mm -hmm. don't remember a lot of people don't want to remember a lot of people thrive and spend their whole life trying to remember like there's such a balance um you made a comment you know that um you there are amazing beings out there i guess it's like people you have good people you have bad people the creator yes. you know created i believe many I, yes. I don't believe he would just limit himself to little old us on this little bloated <laughs> ball in this amazing universe yeah. i believe that you know if you have the ability to create one universe, you have the ability to create many, you know. Mm -hmm. So I do. I yeah, you I have think good seeds and your bad seeds. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay. And and if you believe in the uh, Bible, even or the scrolls or the ancient texts from many, many different countries and places mm -hmm. and people and, and belief systems, they talk about a race before us yeah. and yeah. that there was a rebellion mm -hmm. and generally they pretty much agree that a third of them fell. Mm -hmm. And so you have basically a third of them that are the malevolent, the evil or bad or not helpful mm -hmm. you know, entities. And then you still have all these lovely, loving, wonderful light beings, light beings, good. Yeah. Yes. Angelic beings, mm -hmm. light beings. And so the, the issue with it is, is that, if you had two of them standing in front of you, uh, they're not going to tell you, you know, the, whichever one might, if one of them is evil and one of them is good, the evil mm -hmm. one's not going to come out and tell you, hey, mm -hmm. I'm the evil dude. You know, right. he's going to try to trick you into thinking, I'm good. I'm the I'm, I'm love and light. And, and you know, right. that is the problem with the malevolent beings is that they they're do. amazing mimics. Mm -hmm, they are. <laughs> and we don't have the skill sets to deal in that realm mm -hmm. with those beings and those entities. So mm -hmm. we have to be very, very careful with that. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I really caution against that in the book too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But so, so that was really the reason that I wrote it was just, I want, and I'm now researching some different people and different groups that I'm going to eventually have on my website to offer more outlets for people to go to, whether it be support groups or therapists or people like that. Mm -hmm. um, and um, have more available. Um, right now, you can contact me through my website, and I'll get mm -hmm. to you as soon as I can, you know, going through emails. I'm happy to do that. Um, right. But it's it's just something I think it just needs to be okay to talk about. Right. And right. there's just such a stigma. And then look at what's happening with our government now. You know, they're coming forward and saying, admitting to mm -hmm. the things that we've known the things that are out there that's yeah that's a tough one because you know when you think about it they pretty much have to admit that they were aware all along <laughs> and that that makes it really really right. hard you know um i'm going to back up a little bit and okay. because i i noticed that um a cat a paranormal heart hello asked when did your experiences start for you and and can oh. you talk about them a little bit Absolutely. They started from as early as I can remember. My earliest memories are being taken when I was little. Mm -hmm. um, and I was very scared. I was terrified. They mm -hmm. were scary. They were not pleasant experiences. Um, I would be taken and, you know, being a little kid, I remember just looking for somewhere to hide. You know, there's, I write about one thing where 
at one point I thought if I could find a big enough suitcase and get in it under the bed and zip it up, maybe then they couldn't find me, you know, right. I mean, the way a little child's mind thinks. I was always looking for ways, but there was just no way right. to um, not be found at night. So um, it was, tough one. yeah, it was, it was really hard. I was just terrified. Um, but are you the only one in your family? Because no. um, I, the, like it goes, you know, lineages, lifetime, you know, lifetimes, lineages, ancestral. Did you have other people in your family who have been experiencing this as well that you could turn to? No, I didn't have anyone I could turn to. It wasn't oh. something we talked about. And there's a couple of reasons for that. And it, I do believe it runs in families. And I can't speak for the family members I have that are out there mm -hmm. now. Because that's, those are their stories to tell if they want to. But um, what I can say is when we were little the first thing was we didn't have words to talk about it. We didn't, you know, if we didn't know what to call them. Yeah. There was, you know, they're taking me, they're touching me, they're bothering me. They're, we didn't have a vocabulary. There weren't right. TV shows and books and movies and podcasts and streaming. So, you know, we just didn't have the things we have today True. and it wasn't talked about as much as it is today. So well, I think families, just look at that as a family secret. We don't talk about any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's what would the neighbors I, say? I grew up in the same yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, right. We're, we're be about, yeah, in the same time frame. So it. Yeah. We didn't talk about things like that. Number one, and number two, I was warned by these entities against speaking about it, and I was threatened. They showed me at one point a a. They, it seems real. It's like when you're today, we have virtual reality. Like you can put on a pair of virtual reality goggles. Yes. And you're seeing something real. That's what it was like for me back then when they would show me just, I think they call it like a screen memory or something like that, where you feel like you're there. You can right. feel, and I can feel everything happening. And, and they showed me my family being, being killed in front of me. And that's what would happen if I talked to anyone about it. And I was, because I was trying to talk about it. I was trying right. to talk to kids at school. I was trying to talk to the nurse. I was having, you know, I had a little breakdown at school when I was about six years old and they found me in a bathroom, just huddled in a corner, you know, just, I just, I'd had it. I couldn't take right. it anymore. And I think right. that's the point where I kind of figured out how to separate it from my right. life and put that over here and then life over there and you don't mix the two. Right. And, and it keeps you know, your sanity, but a six year old shouldn't have to figure that kind of That's thing. That's a lot to, um, to take yeah. in for sure. It was. So it, for mm -hmm. me, it wasn't a, a loving, beautiful um, thing that was happening. Um, and I saw other children there sometimes and they were not happy children either. You know, they were terrified or crying or scared or screaming. Or Can I ask what, what type of um, aliens that you were um, being taken by? I guess sure. we should we should elaborate because there's a lot yes. of different ones. So because I, I had people out there probably going, <laughs> yes. which one? <laughs> yes. So when I was little, the gray, the typical gray with the bulbous heads and the big, large black eyes and no real other features. Um, about three to four feet tall, the shorter ones would show up usually at the foot of the bed or beside the bed or somewhere in the room before the, you know, as the abduction was starting. Right, and right. I would feel a change in the air, almost like electricity, almost like static electricity before they would even show that. up. 
And I would then feel like just almost an evil presence. And sometimes I would wet the bed and then I would, you know, then there, they would be, sometimes would get really quiet, like all the crickets and cicadas and things would just stop. And um, then at that point, generally I would either be put to sleep, you know, shut down, mm-hmm. shut off. If not, there were also times where I wasn't shut off and I would levitate and go through a window or up through the ceiling. And, you know, seeing details like all the little creases in the wa- weird wallpaper that was on the ceiling, because back then some of the houses wallpapered the ceilings. I don't know mm-hmm. if they do that anymore. Right. But, um, and all the bugs in the light fixture that was, you know, way right. above me and as a little kid or, right. um, and, or thinking, how am I going through this window? And yeah, I was going to ask you, what did that feel like? Because I, so- I had a, you know, I've had people describe that. You know, um, for me, it was like your body starts to almost vibrate and shake. You feel like a buzzing, vibrating kind of thing. And then you feel like you're made out of almost ball bearings. It's really hard to describe. I have to say that's the first for me, the ball bearing thing. But yeah, Yeah. it's almost, you know, trying to say it's like you're made of a bazillion little pieces. Right. So. It, it's just so hard to describe how so you're that, defying like yeah. the law of everything in that moment. Yes. And <laughs> right. you know, you have to think these are entities that are far more advanced than we are. They're far, they've been around a lot longer than the human race has. Mm-hmm. And they also are not made for our planet, our, you know, where we live, they're made for a different realm. So they have different laws of physics and different understanding and different knowledge mm-hmm. than we have. So when we try to put him in the little box that we live in, it doesn't make sense. Right. You know, well, it defies we're all so the confined by the law of gravity, the law of everything. I mean, we're not, yes. I, I, I do agree with you on that. So I'm going to play pardon the pun, devil's advocate, just you think they come up with a different term, but I'm going to play it the part right now. Could it be because, I mean, I have researched this a lot since having the show and realized mm-hmm. I've had experiences myself and I just never recall them. What I thought was a lot of demonic stuff, which it was, they seem to go hand in hand with the behaviors, the smells, uh, the sounds that you hear, the sleep paralysis, like a lot of that, they seem to, to blend in like what some people might think are, you you know, um, extraterrestrial abductions sometimes end up being demonic attachment, for example, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Then you have science that gets right, gets themselves right in the middle of all of that. Just, I was going to say to confuse things, but they have their bit as well. So do you think it could be a my lab or military abduction? Like, do you have military Mm -hmm. associations or family members or anything that could, Mm -hmm. somebody would, you would catch somebody's eye, I guess I have to ask. I think that, you know, I I know that most of mine were with alien entities, but there were also humans there working with them. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. So, okay. Yeah, they were both. I, you know, so mine didn't have that strictly purely military aspect to them that I can okay. remember okay. now that I could have suppressed memories, you know, because I haven't remembered everything and mm-hmm. I, you know, haven't encouraged myself to do that because some of these memories are so painful yeah. that I've just kind of, it was like, it was painful to write the book and it was, mm-hmm. it was an emotional roller coaster, but it was also cathartic at the same time. Um, it was scary to put that out there for the world mm-hmm. because you know, a lot of people, 
criticize and call you crazy and say that I'm delusional and that I'm having psychotic delusions. And it's, it's why I, I asked the question because it's something that it's a going through process of elimination. It's a very commonly asked question. And one that really early days for me of research never even thought to ask, you sure. know, it makes I'm, sense. No, yeah. You have to think about it. I describe in the book, the difference between a memory and a dream. Okay. Because memories, they're tangible. You know, if you fall and break your leg or if you fall and skin your knee, especially traumatic memories right, that, right. or if you, when you, you know, first kiss someone or when you yeah. first pick up a kitten, these yeah. are memories and they're just there. Mm. Dreams, they don't stick the same way. You can mm. write a dream. You know, there's a reason people keep dream journals and things like that. Dreams mm. don't necessarily stick with you the same way. They, they tend to be more fleeting. Mm -hmm. And the other thing with memories is I don't, you know, you wouldn't have these recurring dreams with the same people going to similar, the same place or different places and doing different things each time and having your pajamas come back inside out when you wake up in the morning or waking up in a different room in the house or, you know, mm -hmm. having weird marks on your body or mm -hmm. having missing pregnancies, which I had, you know, I had anomalous, I've had anomalous medical things. They couldn't tell me why, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. there are just too many things. Plus they're my memories. This happened to me. I was awake. I was aware. I was mm -hmm. conscious. I was cognizant. So and when someone, people are constantly coming up to you and saying, no, you're just imagining this. You quote, you second guess yourself. Of course you do. Any rational person would. Sure. I sure. Really like sit and be like, there's no, this, this is real as me sitting here today. Right. You know? oh. and, and anyone can kind of make you feel crazy, but. That's not. what she says. You're not crazy. You're a victim. Exactly. Thank you. Right. And it's the same thing that happens in abusive relationships, you know, where people stay too long and they make excuses for their abuser. Mm -hmm. And then people are like, oh, you're fine. You know, become conditioned wrong with you. You know, if you can't see yeah. the bruises, it doesn't count somehow. It's exactly. conditioning. It's conditioning. Exactly. Yeah. You become conditioned to the environment, the experience. Exactly. Um, exactly. Jade wants to know, are you grateful for the experience as to the person you are today is what I would take it one step further. Would you rather have not it happened at all? And yeah, I would rather it not have happened at all. It was wow. very traumatic throughout my whole life. I would absolutely wow. rather this not have happened to me or anyone else, honestly, right. because right. The, I had no say in it. Right. I didn't choose this and I didn't want it. And it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't love and light. It wasn't kindness. Mm -hmm. It was, medical experiments and things happening, very traumatic, very traumatic things that I don't necessarily like to talk about as much, but there's some of them are in the book that, you know, there, mm. this is not something I would wish on anyone or myself. I would wish I could say it was. And what I will say though, is now I am grateful that I can take it and use it for something good that I can take it and find the good and find good in it that I can use and just use it to, as a vehicle to help other people, to talk with other people, to offer, you know, here's how I was able to stop it for me. This is what worked, you know, everyone is different. So you were able to stop it. Yes, I was. Oh, okay. 
And yeah. how can may I ask? Is that something uh, that you absolutely sure? It's okay. it, you know, for me. It was a it was my spiritual journey. Okay. It was my journey with God, and I realized um, that there is a pecking order. There is a higher power, and there is mm-hmm. one at the top, and that was Jesus for me. And He, when I called on Him. And I realized that he had that authority. So I called on him and his authority and I believed it. And mm-hmm. then that was all it took. And they backed off. They backed away. They can't, they can't right. come in my home. I've seen him outside the window. I've seen him, you know, we've had inner some sort of interactions, but nothing has happened since then. Um, and wow. they will take me since then. So when was your last, um, your last interaction, I guess, of abduction contact, um, like how old were you when if you, I'm just trying to get a scope as to how sure. long it took. It was you. only a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. Honestly, yeah. It was only a wow. few years ago, about okay. five, six years ago. So your whole life pretty years. much you've been, mm-hmm. you've been like dealing with this. Absolutely. And it wow. just, it, it becomes a part of who you are and what you do and it becomes less frequent and right. you learn to just give in to being shut off. You learn to give in to screen memories cause you just don't want to right. remember right. and deal with it. Um, mm. And right. so, you know, there, there are different, different ways right. of dealing with it, but now I just have the freedom from it and that's great. And they've come and tried to um, approach me again, offered, you know, we can, help you with pain. We can make you successful. We can do, you know, I've had, all, they've offered all kinds of things and I'm like, no, that, that's no, interesting. Thank you. No, thank you. I am. I'm that's interesting. And to offer success and, and yeah, I'm not usually for success. This book is not about that. You don't write yeah. a book to make money. It does. It's not, a, that's yeah. not what happens when you write a book. It's, it's about helping. Right. Right. No because usually now, again, I can oh, bless you. I can only go by people, you know, who've been on the show, mm-hmm. because I mean, I have my my experiences. Some are more vivid than others, so I can only go so far with it. But from what a lot of people have said, and not all, I mean, I've had people, like I say, break down here, traumatic experiences. But mm-hmm. the ones who had more pleasant experiences, the one thing they can't get past is. It's invasive when they just show up in your room at night. It's your safe place. You're supposed to always feel safe there. Right. So that's that's the one part that that everybody agrees on. No, that's just weird. Stop it. But, it is. It's like but, if you're love and light, then can you? Can, why can't we do this another way? You know, then well, come and talk to me about it. Then if if you're communicating with me already, then why can't we sit down and agree on? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to come this time of night, and we're going to do this, and I'm, you know. But tell me, I want the choice. Yeah, but I want the choice and I want to know. And if I'm going to agree to it, then then I should have some say in it and I shouldn't feel violated. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially for little kids, you know, I, I just that doesn't yeah. make sense to me to think that it's okay to take a small child against their will. Yeah, I think that's that's for people. I mean, this again, there have been reports of people who as children had good experiences but it hits a certain age and it mm-hmm. and it changes for some mm-hmm. but not for all right you know it seems different age groups go through different things at different your personality 
Like if mm-hmm. you go in there kicking and screaming and you want to beat the crap out of them and yeah. fight back, then of course, you know, I mean, I would get aggressive if somebody tried to turn on me. <laughs> <You know>? So <laughs> yeah. I can imagine, you know, that, that yeah. it would, it would be the same. I can only, again, just, just mm-hmm. putting myself as devil's advocate position here. No, that's good. That's you know? good. And, and you need to, because the, you're asking the questions and making the comments that I'm sure I wish I could read the comments. Oh, I'm going to put, I'm like, going to put them up. I just didn't want to um, interrupt see, you. No, it's okay. And I see them, but as we're talking, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm leaning in closer to see. If I, I can write I'll, up I'll read them out because we do have a very, we're an FM station as well. So we have okay. a really large audio listenership. So Jade says non-consensual is invasive. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. That's amazing that you turned your pain into power. Thank and here's you. a question. Some people with these experiences report that they have obtained psychic abilities, which I've heard often they did yeah. not have before abductions. Yeah. Um, does Karen have any abilities or any others in her family? Yes, I did. I do. And I did. And I don't mess within with that anymore because I don't want to mess within realms that I'm not intended to be in or that I'm not comfortable with. I'm still very sensitive, sensitive to kind of good and evil and sensitive to if I'm in a place where something bad has happened or there's something, um, malevolent or negative or evil spirits there. I feel that still. So I did, I did absolutely have that as did other members of my family. Yes. Okay. So next question, Chris, does she think that these things are demons? Okay. That's a great question, Chris. Demons as defined in the extra canonical books like um, Jasher and Enoch in yes. ancient scrolls and ancient texts yeah. yes, are the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim. Well, what are the Nephilim? The Nephilim are the progeny or the children of the fallen watcher angels and human beings. Mm-hmm. And Genesis 6 tells us they saw that the uh, daughters of men were beautiful and took for them wives of whomever they chose. And they began to multiply. Mm-hmm. And the flood of the time of Noah wiped out those Nephilim and their spirits were then damned to, um, to wander the earth because they were neither earthly nor heavenly. They were not one or the other. They were both. Mm-hmm. And what the interesting thing about the demons is I believe that that's what inhabits the grays that we see most often, the little three to four foot gray um, alien entities. There mm-hmm. are different kinds of gray entities mm-hmm. and different kinds of alien entities. And I can go into a little bit of which Please. ones I have encountered, if you yes, want. Yes, absolutely. Please. Um, when I was little, I encountered um, more of the Nordic looking entities. And as a result of that, I was terrified of my father's family because they were similar in appearance. And mm-hmm. as a little kid, you don't notice the fact the Nordics had much larger eyes, right. much fairer skin, right. much fairer, different you know, features and hair. But still, they were similar enough that it had a real impact on me. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, I encountered the smaller grays, which are the ones that came and usually were the ones that took me or the transporters, you know, of, yeah. they would be the ones here in our atmosphere on our earth doing things mm-hmm. um, on the on the ships or underground in the facilities where I would be taken. There were taller. I call them older grays. They just not that I know that they're older. They just have this older look about them because right. they're taller. They have more 
kind of wrinkled skin. Um, right. They don't smell as bad as the other grays. Oh, they, that's interesting. I've actually that. never heard that before. They yeah, they're they're a little more pleasant smelling to be around. Okay. Um, their eyes move. Their eyes just shift from one side. It's hard to do that because I'm a mirror yeah. image on the screen. So yeah. But their eyes shift from one side to the other where the little grays, their eyes don't ever seem to shift or mirror change because I think it's just a lens. And can um, I ask about the odor? That's a big curiosity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of the uh, shorter uh, grays, they have this almost dead animal slash sulfur smell. Ah, I've heard that. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Some more it's than the same, others. It's the same sort of thing that they report when demonic entities come in. Uh, yes, exactly. I've spent 20 years of my life working, removing entities oh, from really? people's oh. lives. Yeah. So that is a very typical smell. That. Oh, okay. I've never heard that. That is really interesting. Thank you yeah. for sharing oh, you're that. Welcome. That's what I mean. There's a lot of similarities in yeah. what in the smells, uh, the, mm -hmm. the sounds, static mm -hmm. smells, clicking, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, which is why they seem to interesting. Yeah. Which one's which? Well, and then that's interesting because the smaller, shorter grays, I believe they're just like a suit, like a meat suit, like a biological suit. Now okay. we can do that today in a lab. We can create sure in sure. a lab. Yeah. Um, I believe that they create these and they're made to look like an existing race there as a race of grays that aren't suits so they're mm -hmm. not all that but i think they make these to house these demonic entities and utilize them to kind of be the workers the worker bees mm -hmm. because if these demonic entities if they're the spirits of the deceased nephilim then they're the children the deceased children of these fallen angelic beings and while those 200 original watchers are obviously chained in Tartarus is what we're told in the, mm. in the Bible and the other books. Um, there are other fallen angelic beings because there were more than 200 in the third that fell. Right. 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 So we are dealing with more than just that 200 and they also figured out along the way how to procreate and create their own progeny. So we have untold numbers of these demonic entities, you know, mm. from these deceased Mm -hmm. So this is a way for them to a have a, a house, a body to live in. You know, of course, they're going to take orders because they're going to be subservient to these angelic beings who are higher up in the in the mm -hmm. uh, food chain. Yes. So to speak. Yeah. And, um, you know, they don't have a mouth that functions. They don't have, you know, they don't have any ears. Even well, they're telepathic, right? Yeah. They, yeah. Don't, they don't speak. Yeah. They don't have teeth or mouth. They don't. You know, they're just, they're frail. They look like you could just snap them in half. They don't yeah. smell very good. So it kind yeah. of, it kind of all really fits that. And that is from my experience being around them, what I feel mm -hmm. that they are. I think mm -hmm. they could also be run by AI, possibly some of them. You I know, believe I think so. there's sure. different things can be utilized because yeah. it's basically a suit. So you can right. you probably use it like a space suit. And I, don't I agree think that yeah. I don't think all these entities can be here in our environment, especially during the day. So right. I think that's utilized as kind of a safety precaution too, because mm -hmm. if someone sits up with a shotgun, if one of these entities is showing up in a fleshly form, because we know that angelic and light beings can do that, that they can change their form, you know, they don't want to be, you know, shot up. <laughs> yeah. you know, there's a right. lot of different reasons it could happen. I mean, that's not the most realistic 
example, right. <laughs> but I'm not trying to, you know, paint a picture here of, of I mean, why they would utilize them. And so they, they can get in accidents and, and, and get yes. hurt as much exactly. as, when you know, most other beings. Like I mean, that. I think, you know, Roswell talks a lot about, about oh, yeah. that happening. So we, we know it's, you know, possible. And yeah, if those, that crashes and that grays there, and they get captured, they can just leave because it's a demonic entity. They don't mm -hmm. have to inhabit that that being, that suit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it gives them that opportunity. And myself and others have reported seeing these empty suits stacked or hanging or in drawers on ships and underground in other places. Right. So Which is why I always wonder if it was military. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really think it's both. I think they're right. Yeah. And I think they have been. For I think you can time. get away with doing something. You do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I think right. it's a perfect opportunity. Just saying, mm -hmm. like, I know got, I know about people listening going. Yeah, I know. Saying, it sounds crazy. If but it's a it, suit, anybody can get in it. <laughs> so, exactly. And you know. if anyone can get in it, then we don't know who's in that suit at the time. Right. And that's another reason not to trust them when you see right. them. Because right. how do you know you don't? And you definitely don't want to. Well, you're in a very vulnerable place. And you're in a very vulnerable position at that mm -hmm. time. Yes. You know, um, so going back, I know Dolly's got a question, so I'll get back to it. So do what What was your experience like being on the ship? Are you seeing all of these, these beings around you? What was your experience? Yeah, it was Whatever scary. Whatever you're willing to share. I know it gets really deep, and I don't want yeah. you to put in position. No, it's okay. There are a lot of different experiences because a lot of different things happen and I was abducted so many times. Wow. So sometimes it would be a medical exam. Sometimes mm. it would be something that looked like a big x-ray machine. Sometimes it would be needles. Sometimes mm. it would be physical exams um, early in life. You know, sometimes I would just be sitting around this weird little table with other kids and some of them are really messed up, you know, um, wow. Yeah, it was, um, it was different, different mm -hmm. times. So you have to, you know, I can, you know, recall certain specific events and, and, but not every time. Mm -hmm. um, it was scary. There were um, the taller, what I call older looking grays. There were the Nordic type ones. I had a man with me most of the time. I call him my handler. I had a kind of Stockholm, syndrome relationship with him over the years yeah he became someone who kind of looked out for me i felt like he was protecting me from the other entities and mm. um, as we grew closer uh, later in my life he showed me his true form it was a reptilian form it wasn't like something i've seen pictures of i've looked i can't find anything it kind of looks like him but they're similar right. um, and i tried my best in the book to to describe him Mm -hmm. um, he was beautiful. He was beautiful. And I really think he was an angelic being, a fallen angelic being. Um, but, you know, mm -hmm. Satan was the most beautiful of all the beings. Morning star after all. Right. Yeah. So you can't judge a book by its cover. And that's no, absolutely not. He was absolutely stunning. Not. And when he, his human form that he appeared to me and was beautiful as well, he was stunning. He was very, you know, muscular, very built, very square jawed, just very just picturesque, you know, yeah. and, um, and very kind. I felt, you right. know, even though the things that he did to me eventually were not kind, I was, you know, consensual because I had this 
capture bonding relationship with him. Yes. And I was used yes. to him. And sometimes the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Yeah, that's true. And I'd rather stick with him. Know thy enemy. Right? Do another one, right? Yeah. And I felt comfortable enough that I knew he wasn't going to kill me. He didn't want to hurt me. Mm. But he but did, did he try to? Me, but but did he try to help you? Yeah, that's no, what he I mean. never like, tried to help me, and that's the difference. It's like, okay, yeah, you're not really hurting me, but you are hurting me, and the right. things that happened were horrific. And there, you know, we're talking about a sexual violation that is just no violation of a man or a woman is ever okay. No, correct. Let alone correct. the types of things I went through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was there to keep me in line and keep me calm and have me going in the right places and doing the right things. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it, it wasn't pleasant. None of it was pleasant. And like you said, bef- like I said before, if I could have none of it happen, right. I would gladly have had none of it. I could see why. I could see why. Well, thank you for sharing that part of it. I, it's, you know, it gets very it's emotional. Really hard, so, but yeah. I, I'd like people to understand, you know, what it is that that you go through because a lot of people have no, like, zero recollection of their experiences. Or, so, like you say, screen memories. Yeah, that's a that's a really big one. Like a lot of people have no clue. What, yeah, I mean, they they believe their entire ancestry is something that doesn't exist for real. You know, yeah, screen I, memories. Screen, uh, yeah. I think sometimes too, what happens to us and those of us who've had this happen to us, it affects mm-hmm. every choice we make. It affects the type of men we choose, the way we act and react in a physical relationship, in an emotional relationship. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it just breaks down and destroys so many of the things that we should have that should be normal in our lives. And we don't get to have that because no, of it's, it's shared dysfunction. This is what, mm-hmm. what, what you come from. Yeah. So, it, you know, it took me a long, long time to do work through that. But then once I was able to work through with the PTSD training, mm-hmm. it, it was so much easier. It was like right. a huge weight was lifted. And when I got to sit down and tell my story to Ellie Marzuli. Oh, it was a huge weight just lifted off of me. I think mm-hmm. I probably cried for a couple of hours because so I couldn't least- believe I told the story. I was terrified that I told the story. Now what's going to happen? Who's going to, you know, am I going to die? Mm-hmm. You know, are they going to come after mm-hmm. me right now? Even though mm-hmm. I knew I was saved and I knew I was protected. Yes. I was still terrified. Um, and, you know, I, and then I was like, no, I can't live my life in fear if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna share this, I have to share this, and I have to right. do good with it. Right, and right, so, right. and you know, it just encourages you. And I felt like God really encouraged me to do this. I, every morning, I would wake up and I would hear the Holy Spirit would say to me, "Go write." And I'd be like, "Lord, what do you want me to write?" And He'd be like, "Just go write your truth. Go write what happened." I'm like, "Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that." I know. I know. Maybe I'll try to write something else. And no. Right. When the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you you get you're in that lane and you're doing it. You know, it's right. just the pull is so strong. Yeah. And so I sat day and afternoon and night and I just wrote and I wrote and I wrote until mm. it was written and it was done. And then I was like, I can't believe this, you know. Right. I mean I think it, it's different seeing it on paper, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like it just it's, makes it more real. And then sharing it. It's like handing your baby off to a bunch of people to critique, you know, yeah. it's, yes. it's, it's scary, 
Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was invigorating. It was, it was cathartic. It yes. was cathartic. But I was terrified to put it out there. I really? was. Have you gotten a lot of resistance from it? Like, do, do people have difficulty um, with the story? I've gotten some resistance. Okay. I've gotten more support than I ever could have imagined. Right. I have, you know, more people have reached out to, um, in gratitude that I wrote it. Um, right. Grateful that they have someone, another story like theirs. Mm-hmm. That they're not alone. Right. Um, that it's okay, and or that there's a story similar enough that now it's okay. You know, it, well, people find strength in others. Yeah, right. there's comfort in knowing yeah. you're not alone, and there's comfort right. in knowing that someone else got through it, and I share how I got through it and mm-hmm. how I stopped it, and how I've continued to keep them at bay and away from me, and and how I've been able to just turn my life around, mm-hmm. you know, and and God has turned my life around. God has saved me from this, and it's amazing. Right. It's a miracle. Right. I've had a lot of really incredible miracles, and I write a lot of those in there in the book because you know, like I said, I don't want it to all be negative and it's not, there's some really positive, amazing, beautiful things that have happened mm-hmm. as a result of this. And that's God giving me beauty for ashes right. all day long. So right. you know, right. you've got to find that in it because I really, I didn't think I was going to be able to continue to live. I didn't think I, I was really on the edge and I, I really didn't have the will to continue before all this happened. Right. Um, it was too much. It was too heavy. It was too hard. And especially losing the children along the way, the, the missing right. pregnancies. Right. That part, you mm-hmm. never, you never get over losing a child. No. And, um, and there's so many other women who've had that happen. Who've, right. I'm sorry if I don't know if no, you no, can no, hear no. my voices. That's okay. It's just, that's okay. That's the hardest thing. And then to hear other women tell that story. Um, it, uh, Sorry, it. Um, I would hug you if I could reach you. <laughs> I can kind of, I can feel that coming off of you. You have that kind of love about you. I love that. Um, Thank you. That you know, and then talking to other women who've been through it too, and being able to comfort each other—that's the mm-hmm. greatest joy. At the same time, you know, sharing our tears mm-hmm. has um, been really healing and cathartic. So, but you know, uh, as a woman. And uh, as a mother, it's just you need to be able to mourn that child or see that child or be with that child and mm-hmm. and the things right. that happened. And I did see those children eventually. Right. And that was an unfortunate. Yeah, that was an unfortunate meeting. But um, but yeah, so I, you know, anyone out there who's had that, I just my heart goes out to you, you know, contact can, me. We'll talk. I will talk to you about it if it will help. So it me. can I ask? Um, when you say it was an unfortunate meeting mm-hmm. of seeing, you know, seeing them, mm-hmm. some, some people, I mean, even men, people, mm-hmm. people don't realize even men can be traumatized over things like this. Like they, oh, they yeah. can feel just as violated, but men, absolutely. And I know some men who have been violated that way and who are very traumatized by it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but then you have some people who, who are grateful to be able to see their mm-hmm. offspring, even, you know, because I'm I would imagine that I if, saw them. I did see them. And yeah, I'm very because a hybrid child, I don't think would do well in this world necessarily, depending no. on, on no. the characteristics, you know? So. No, especially how, the era that mine were born in. So mine would be in their thirties now. 
Yeah. And it was so. only a couple of years ago when I finally got to see them. And I can tell you about a little bit about that if, if yeah, please. That. Okay. Absolutely. I did hold one of them when it was a baby. Right. And it didn't cuddle into me. It didn't have that warm, nurturing, loving cuddle that you get from your baby or anyone else's baby. Its head mm -hmm. was um, more large. It's the color of it was more of a blue, purple, red kind of color. It, it just wasn't normal. Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep it. I didn't want to give it back, even though I knew it wasn't right and it wasn't mm -hmm. fully human. I didn't, I still didn't want to let go of it, but you know, mm -hmm. I didn't have a choice. Um, and I longed for them for my whole life. And yeah. a couple of years ago, I had the opportunity. I woke up one night and there were three children standing by my bed. By my bed. I say children, they're in their 30s, so they weren't little children. But they're still yours. They were, they were mine. I could tell from looking at them, they were mine. They didn't look human. They were shorter and much more stocky and short than my children. They had kind of a blue purplish kind of skin, mm -hmm. big, big black eyes. And the room was really dark and it was really dark around them. So mm -hmm. it was hard to see real clear details of them. The, the thing that happened though, I was so excited at first. I'm like, oh. and at first I said one of my other kids names because I thought that's who it was. And then, you know, and, you know they're way too short. These are not my current children. But mm -hmm. I realized Oh boy, you're cutting out. Oh, okay. Are we yeah, back? You're back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this happens all the time. When I talk. I was going to say, <laughs> who doesn't want? We will get interruptions. Or... We will get thunderstorms. We will get yes. raising. <laughs> well, the other day, one of my cats came in and just started jumping around the room, and I keep the door closed, and he was like having a great time. Uh, it scared all of us, including me. Um, but um, anyway, yeah, they were. The problem was, I was you know, really happy that they were there, but they, it, they were not, there was no love coming off of them. There was no kindness coming off of them. It was disdain and anger. And wow. The feeling was visceral. You could cut it with a knife. It was thick in the room and they just, and I was shocked because that's the last thing I expected. I'm like, aren't you part me? You know, I thought they would love me, but they had no, no love whatsoever for me. Oh. I was shocked and they tried to get me. They wanted me to come with them. They didn't speak, but it was telepathically. Yeah. And I started to levitate off the bed. They started trying to pull me and I'm like, no, I'm not going with you because it was just, there was, there, you know, it wasn't pleasant. It was a very evil and a very scary. And I didn't go into it thinking that, you know, I was excited when I woke up and they were there. I was overjoyed. I was practically joyful. I almost jumped off the bed. Right. And then it was just like, whoa, that right. not at all what I expected. So I was like, right. oh, Jesus name, I'm not going with you. And as soon as I said that, I back down on the bed. My husband shoots straight up, sits up because I was you know, trying to get his attention. He was just switched off and they just they were gone. Wow. And I didn't get to see them again. And I really think God allowed that to happen so that I could have my closure because I really wanted them. As we a mother, for a I long wanted, time. I longed for them. And then yeah. after seeing them, I knew 
there was no love there for me with them. They, they right. had no love for me. They're, they weren't the same as my earth, my human children. And, you know, I think there's, it seems to be that we've, we've had reports of things um, over the years, like bef- my children, I think would fell into the kind of black eyed kids era. Right. Right. And then before that, I think we, there were reports of like scraggly haired, thin, sickly looking. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Um, I've, yeah, I've, yeah, and I've, I've seen think, images of that. Yeah. Yes. And, and so I think, cause after that, I kind of, I looked into, I'd never, I didn't know what I had encountered at that point. Right, and right. then shortly after that, when I met L.A. Marzulli, I started learning a lot more about it. Right. Um, and then I, you know, from what I can tell now, I think the hybrids are very much human-like, very easily pass for human. And as the, as Dr. David Jacobs coined in his books, um, walking among us um, right. very easily, I think that could be the case. I would agree with you. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I, you know, I've had people ask me, you think they can be redeemed? And I said something on one of LA's Marzulli shows, you know, that I felt they could. I'm going to come up to that right here. Yeah. And it's not that I have any choice in that. I'm not making a choice that they can't be redeemed. I'm not saying they can or they can't. I was saying Mm -hmm. it was a feeling that I had, but it's not up to me. It's up to, you know, our Father God. It's up to our Creator. He's the only one who can make that choice, not me. But I don't feel based on, you know, what biblically we found that there's anything. Um, I don't think they had a soul. I don't think they had a soul. Well, Wayne was asking, do you think they were angry because they felt abandoned by you? I don't think so, because there's no way I could have abandoned them. I wanted them my whole life. Right. Right. Yeah. So, no. And that, you know. I, that's a really good question and that would make sense, but yeah. no, because I wanted them my whole life and I was still being abducted and taken my whole life. So I don't know if mm-hmm. I had been around them other times and just had screen memories put in place and didn't remember them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so I don't remember any other interactions other than those two times mm-hmm. with them that I don't have any, you know, I don't think that they, yeah. there would be any way for me to have abandoned them because I didn't, Right. That right. that choice. It's a good question, though. Yeah, it's yeah. a great question. And no, I never chose to abandon them. And I think they knew that because they knew I was excited and happy to see them. So, right. you know, and yeah, kids get mad. Everyone who has kids. Well, knows it kind of makes you wonder a little bit because, you know, mm-hmm. if you're with a superior, let's say, race of beings and you're raised a certain way in the technology and being telepathic, you know, mm-hmm. it would sort of make me feel like, I think I'm just way too primitive. <laughs> just, yeah, right. You know, like they'll just exactly. speak to me, you know, <laughs> just like, and we, exactly. Yeah. And we don't fit, you know, we, we don't fit into that right. realm and they don't right. fit into ours and we're not intended to be together. That's right. not God's way. That's not natural. We mm-hmm. are, we are intended to procreate. And that's why, you know, these, mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of them don't survive. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, so, and that's why I think they work with family lines as well. When you find someone who's DNA There's something works, they're looking for, yes. Yeah, they keep working with yes. it. And well, they always told me I was special in that respect. You're special, you know, you're, you have all the things that we need. You're special. Or your children survived. You. And I'm like, yeah, some of them survived. Right. So. I'm going to skip over this question because she had asked it a while back. Okay, <laughs> just got so I had, no, no, that's okay. I, I just want to make sure. Uh, Dolly initially asked, where did you live? I grew um, up 
in central and southern Ohio. Okay. Now I'm going to go to the next question that she had, and then we'll keep and going. I write about that in the book, too. I talk a lot about where I grew up because I think that was significant. But you can read about that if you if you have an opportunity to get the book. Perfect. She says, as a Christian, do you believe we are in last days? Mm -hmm. Could you, as a Christian, have been contacted by evil men here? Yes, I do believe that we are. I just think all the signs and things point to that. There's just so much. But then again, nobody, you know, who knows? It feels that way to me only because there just seems to be such a thinning of the veil right now. Right. There seems to be such a ramping up of just rampant evil and good in the world, both, you know, right. and I think so. There, I think there's just a lot of signs right. to that, you know, um, I'm not going to predict what or when but i it feels like it to me yes it really does and the other part of that question uh um, no that was that was all there was i'm okay. going to jump to another question okay. as we go along and then um but before that we're just getting on to the end you know end times and different signs mm -hmm. when i was 14 years old that was a long time ago people okay <laughs> i remember a catholic <laughs> A Catholic priest came to me and he said, one day there's going to be, because it was a friend of my aunt's. So he just started talking to me randomly. Our family was there for dinner. And so he was sat, sat and chit-chatted and mm -hmm. said, you know, one day people are going to lose faith in their religion and they're going to come forward and start believing in extraterrestrial beings and all of this new age stuff. I thought it was pretty freaking advanced for that far back. That is advanced for then. Yes, you're right. He but he, he was known as like the real hip priest, right? <laughs> so okay. he, yeah. Father Don was very young, and okay. you know he was into all of the, you know, yeah. the hip talk and so on. So we're just like, okay. So when he said that to me, I thought it was interesting that this is what they were taught in seminary. Wow. When he was in seminary. And I thought, God, that's like early conditioning because yeah. they're talking almost like, okay, I'm not going to say it, but it was a long freaking time ago. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you know, oh, come on for you and me, that was probably about 10, 15 years ago. We're fine. Okay. Maybe that. Yeah. <laughs> let's go, let's with, go that. with that. Yeah. We'll go We're going to go with one. 1990. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought already it was in place mm -hmm. that this was a, a hypothesis that was going to flip humanity around on their belief system. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering if they were maybe foretelling disclosure, mm -hmm. because I truly believe that, I mean, we're getting back into ancient civilizations. Let's face it. You can look at petroglyphs, hieroglyphs. You can look at ancient monuments, out of place artifacts. We're not the first kick at the can no. on this planet. That's the end of it. And, mm -hmm. and, there was definitely a civilization of yes. many types of beings here. Oh yeah. I, there's a quote. I want to look it up when you said that, if that's okay, because that makes me think of it. Um, and I can never say it quite right, but um, it is from a, a recent show. Um, and about, well, I won't, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, but it was about that we have this kind of um, historical amnesia that right. we've, we've forgotten our past. Oh my God. We're, we're definitely we just little envelope. We're species with amnesia. Yes, yes we are. We're and, we have, 
Yeah. And how do you leave? How do you leave information? I mean, think about it. If things are destroyed in floods and fires and earthquakes and what have you, what's left? If we lost everything, if there was an EMP and a, and our earth was destroyed like it was in the days of Noah, mm-hmm. what would be left? Our stone monuments? What's that going to be? I think it's there. They're going to be Mount Rushmore and be like, oh, there were four four giant men who ruled this continent, you know? Is right, that right. I mean, what would they get, you know? So we have to really look at it with eyes of this is just what's left, but it's not what was. Well, I agree with Chris. We haven't forgotten our past. Our past has been hidden from us. Oh, that I, too. I agree. I, I think that's a big part of it. I think oh, a lot right. of us also, let's face it, we have continents that have disappeared. Yes. And, and evidence has resurfaced now. We have found them. So, yes. and, and if we can look at them through fresh eyes and open minds and realize that it just goes back much farther than we were ever allowed to believe because we're finding it. The earth is giving up her secrets right. and we're finding them. Right. So, you know, we, we the, the kids coming out of the sandbox going, hey, wait a minute. There's <laughs> something, there's something new. <laughs> you know? And that's another reason I think we could be in the last days. Like the book of Daniel and, and stuff says, you know, Seal up the seal up this book to the last days. Well, all of a sudden, that book's starting to make sense. Men will go to and fro across the face of the earth. Oh, that makes sense. We do that now, don't we? You know, we do. And, yeah. And think of how just quickly everything has just moved forward. Well, we've I think we've had help with all of this, all of our technology and everything else because mm-hmm. we go from hundreds of years of horse and buggies to suddenly, you know taking off in the space shuttle uh, yeah we're still we're behind <laughs> we're still way behind we're still behind where i think our civilization was yeah i do believe i write about that too it's so fun to write about and to research because even before noah i think the civilization was amazingly advanced i agree us. i agree we just don't you know we just don't have the information and what is there you're right has probably been hidden and obfuscated from us. Well, that's just a way of, 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 you know, hindering our evolution to a point where it's manageable, I think, you know, right. for, for the powers that be, you don't want us getting, you know, getting ahead of ourselves too quickly. <laughs> and yeah. Maybe, you know, might have a little superpower in there somewhere. Um, Lawrence says, do you think we're getting back to your children here? Yes. Do you think they were upset because maybe they were being bullied in a way? Um, that's a good question, Lawrence. I have no idea. You know, I don't know what their situation was. They didn't seem um, to have any obvious issues or problems with the way they looked. They didn't look like they were harmed in any way. They seemed right. healthy. Um, they seemed very strong. Mm-hmm. So, but they just didn't seem to have a heart, a, a soul. They didn't have that. You know, when you At meet one. somebody, even the most damaged person has some kind of a you can still feel love and empathy from them mm-hmm. there was nothing it was like it was like staring at a rattlesnake like right. a rattlesnake that's i had somebody else say that about something and it, it struck a chord with me because it and i wish i could give credit where credit is due on that but i don't know who said it mm-hmm. but that's exactly what it was like it was right. like looking into the eyes of a coiled up rattlesnake it just right. didn't care who or what it was so. right um, Doreen says, when they have a human body, they are empty inside. I have encountered two that of these the things. Same. Yeah, Doreen and, the same. And Wayne says, it makes me wonder if those children feel in some way not part of the human race or the alien race. They just don't fit in anywhere, especially if they were an early attempt at creating a blended hybrid. 
That's yes, that's that's a very good point and quite probably true. Um, I wish I knew more, but like I said, they just didn't have. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't seem to have any reaction. Right. And a, right. No kind of positive reaction. No love. Right. It's, it is definitely. Yeah, that, would make sense. that would be hard for them. I'm sure. I'm sure. So why, why do you think that they're even intervening or involving themselves? What's your, there's a lot of theories on that. Mm-hmm. So I'm anxious to hear your, your part. Yeah. My theory on that is that the late Dr. Chuck Missler had a quote that because of, you know, the third of the angels that fell with Satan, Satan's outnumbered two to one and he's building an army. And then you look at Dr. David Jacobs books about walking among us. And you look at all of L.A. Marzulli's body of work, which is massive. And you look at so many other talented, amazing people out there who are doing the research and doing the work and all the other experiences and abductees and people. Um, I think that these uh, hybrids are an attempt to build an army to build and not, you know, like a army the way we think of as our armies, you know, our U.S. Army, but to build up an army of beings, of entities that are going to kind of fill in the gap for what they're mm-hmm. missing. And, right. um, and so that's, that's what I think the ultimate goal is. And if they can blend into our society, if they can lead people away from the truth, they lead, can lead people away from love. If they can lead people away from being good and kind to one another and loving and from the truth and from Jesus and from, you know, just mm-hmm. from the good things in life, then, then they're also bringing more people to that side to that right. dark side, to the dark entities. So that's what I believe their ultimate goal is. And having mm-hmm. had that face-to-face time with those children that were mine, that should have had some kind of feeling towards me, but had zero, just right. nothing. I really felt more convinced than ever that that was the case. Would be about thirty today. She had mentioned uh, they were in their thirty. Yeah, they would be in their thirties, probably mid to late thirties. Right. Right. Still my age. <laughs> right. Am I giving my age away? Yeah. No. <laughs> so I just try to avoid all that. It's <laughs> okay. I'm almost sixty, and I'm okay with it. I just tell people I'm almost eighty, and they're like, "You look great." I'm like, "I know, right?" <laughs> right. Right. I'm for eighty-seven. Chris says, does Karen think that the other side is building an army as well? St. Michael isn't just sitting down being quiet. Uh, Well, you know, they already have um, two to one there and they've got the creator God on their side. So, Mm -hmm. and then they've got an army of the Christians. So yes, I do think they are because they're building people in faith and people who believe. So in that respect, yes, but you know, God created man. We were created the way we are with a heart and a soul and a body and a spirit. And that, that in is itself in essence is God's part of Mm. God's army. And we will ultimately be that. So yes, I believe that's the case. And every day we have more and more people born who will, you know, ultimately hopefully be a part of that. So I'm going to elaborate on Dolly's question here because she's saying, okay, so these beings are part of Satan's army. And Mm -hmm. I, I want to, I want to expand on that because there are good beings out there mm-hmm. as well. Yes. Who are go far the other way. There are mm-hmm. light beings. There are like incredible light beings mm-hmm. out there Absolutely. who have made themselves known, who have been oh, yes. also have hybridization. You have these, you have people coming out of, of 
the woodwork, as I say, because, you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're coming into being who are doing miraculous things. And people don't have an understanding of how or why. Like, what, what's your thoughts on the negative blood type? Um, I'm O negative. Yeah, I'm a negative so, blood type, yeah. And I yeah. think that makes it easier to work with. So I right. think that's a big part of it. Now, so, as, you thought good or bad because they can't trace the origin here on planet Earth. Right, exactly. But I have a soul and yeah. I'm a child of God. And when I call on Jesus, he's here for me. Right. And right. I know that my, you know, Bible says that when those angels fell and mated with the humans, that that was an abomination. Right. So I know that that's not a part of God's plan for me to be mating with fallen angelic beings right um, so right. um but well, i have to ask your opinion type, because I, I know a lot of negative blood types myself included yeah i think it's really interesting i have a lot of thoughts on it i have a lot of opinions yeah. on it yeah. um i think it's fascinating yeah. and i think you know there's something to do with back to the days of noah honestly i think it's a blood type that from the days of Noah, where it was really easy for these angelic beings to procreate with humans, that, mm. that God changed something in the human genome at that point, And it kind of got bred out of us, but right. some of us still have it. And they're desperately seeking us because we're the people that they can utilize to create these hybrids. Some people believe it goes back yeah. even like 30,000 years. They I think believe, it could be extraterrestrial. It could be because so, there could have been that blood type. Ancient civilizations. Mm -hmm. It could be. And we could just, it could just be a genetic throwback that, you know, we still have, or, you know, God, who's to say that God had created these beings that he created that long ago. And then we also have that same kind of blood type. Hey, it worked. So he's going right. to use it again. Right. When yeah. something works, you keep using it. Right. Have you we're made in their right? image. We were made right. in their image. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. they have, they also have some type of a genome because sure. they wouldn't be able to procreate if they didn't. They also sure. must have some kind of a, a blood system, although mm -hmm. it's probably not the same as ours. There must be something there that works together. The problem is we don't have any information. We don't have any facts about it and yeah. we don't have one of them that yeah. we can sit down with, but you know, there have been angelic beings that have broken people out of jail that have saved people from yes. raging fires that have sat down and had dinner with people that have walked through walls. And those are just the ones in the Bible, not the ones that have also done that in modern times still mm -hmm. today. So, right. you know, when you talk about wonderful beings of light, oh yeah, they're out there. They are amazing. And, and the Bible says, you know, you can be entertaining angels unaware. So be careful. And you wouldn't know because they can appear just like you and me. Right, right. No, absolutely. Um, you make mention of, um, you have two definitions in your book that you talk about, ectogenesis and panspermia. Can you elaborate on what these are? Um, absolutely. And I think it, the ectogenesis part definitely goes back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Ectogenesis is just the ability to bring a fetus to mature state where it can live outside of the womb in an artificial womb. Right. So it's something that we absolutely can do today. It's something that um, there have been news reports about the artificial wombs, but it's something they have been doing these alien entities for, excuse me, for a long time. So mm -hmm. I thought that was um, important to mention because 
it sounded like science fiction to people. And if I had told someone what I had seen 30 years ago, they would have mm -hmm. thought I was crazy. And that's way out there, but we can do it today. So when people try to say, well, the things I've written in my book are just too far out there. I'm like, you, you just said that about ectogenesis a couple of years ago. And, mm -hmm. and now, you know, right. I can prove to you that that's possible. So. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Now well, let's oh, talk about, Oh, go so, ahead. I think yeah. you asked me about panspermia. I did. Yes. 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 Panspermia is the um, theory that we were seeded from um, another civilization. Like uh, maybe it came in off an asteroid or yeah. another um, civilization and that kind of thing. So right. and that's kind of the ancient alien um, theory. And right. um, well, I think that there is a lot to that. I don't believe in that theory because you you know where if if that's the case then who created them you know why I all why do you limit them. yeah why why do you limit um and i don't mean this disrespectfully i'm just talking in general like generalizing mm -hmm. people um what we we tend to set limits on things mm -hmm. when we when, when we speak why are why are we assuming or generalizing that the creator could not have created way before us like i mean there's out of place artifacts here and and right. locations that go into like hundreds of millions if not billions of years exactly. with really advanced technology right exactly and i i do just the perfect ones yeah right. <laughs> yeah we're the only ones that we know about right yeah. we have our information we have our history we have our bible and we have the right. things that we can work with out but we don't know what god has done outside of that we can't put our creator in a box we can't decide what he's that we have any idea what he's done and what he's capable of you know right. and and job he says were you here when i laid the foundations of the or the cornerstones of the earth and the you know foundations and the earth the pillars mm -hmm. of the earth all that you know this is so incredible we we've got to stop trying to put our creator put God in a box. It's, it's ridiculous. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, you know, I think because we, we, we put limits or the powers that be puts limits mm -hmm. and they shouldn't put limits because mm -hmm. if, we, if we're, we are talking, we know there's a creator. We know there's yeah. a creator. I mean, yeah. we're all and here. Something created us. Someone created us. We're here. Yes. Yes. So there's no argument there, but yes. I really do believe that it is our creator is a being of antiquity that that been around far longer than we can even mm -hmm. perceive. It's just, I agree. you know, I agree. So we just don't have I, I think we're just the kids in the sandbox that don't know how to get yeah. along. We have so, a little bit of information and we're, we're making a lot of assumptions. And I think, I think, we, so. I think that we all have to be careful and really remember that the important part is that we, and in love and that we're together in love and that we listen to each other because I, you know, we may not always agree on everything, but I love all the things you talk about and the things that you say. And I listen and I, I take all that into account because right. I don't think I have all the answers. I don't think I have any of the answers. All mm -hmm. I can tell you is what's happened to me. And, um, I think it's just important that we be kind to one another, that we don't judge one another, that we just, you know, right. share, listen and be good to one another because otherwise we're never going to, we're just, we're never going to get anywhere. And we need to, we need to help each other and be together 
And I we, think open I think mind. We're some dark forces here, and we need oh, to really. We, and, and without a doubt, and some of them are human. <laughs> Put that yes, out there. And exactly. who are maybe just puppets, but human nonetheless. Yes. So I agree with Dolly, which is we must be careful not to judge. But she also goes a step further, which goes back to my talking about open minds is without absolute understanding absolute understanding knowing absolute truth and i think the key word here is absolute saying that et or demons can be a big problem yeah. i think yeah. there's a yeah. lot of I, I mean i have conjecture on my part and that's why i say it's something that i believe and i'm basing it on ancient texts and ancient scripts mm -hmm. but i'm not saying all ets are demons and i would never say that because no. i don't believe that yeah. I still believe that. I believe that there's a suit for them because demons need somewhere to live and they mm -hmm. think something to live in. Right, right. But I certainly don't think all ETs are demons. No, no, no. I think they're much, much more advanced than that. Technically speaking, if we're talking about extraterrestrial, it could be anything that's not of this yeah. direct planet. But then we also have interdimensional, dimensional, multi, you know, we live in a multiverse. Like, I mean, it goes on and on and on. I am open minded extremely logical <laughs> so it's one of those things where i still look at things with wonder i still make it a point of learning one new thing every single day because that. we don't have all the answers and one of the best parts about the show and having this platform for people to come and talk about their work their books their, their experiences their beliefs is that it does put it out to the world almost three million <laughs> a oh night goodness. worth of of putting it out to the world and um i think it's important i think yeah. i think perspectives all perspectives are important and need to be looked at and analyzed and um definitely, definitely. everything has its place Yes, it does. And we should be able to accept each other and love each other and listen to each other. And it's really important. And we don't all have to agree. There's right. nothing that says we all have to agree. I right. have not, I don't see that anywhere. No, and, I agree. And we're not going to learn if we just sit in our one lane and decide that's the only way that there's, it is. there's too many people trying to create division um, right. in this world. And I think it's important mm -hmm. um, unity and, and mm -hmm. consciousness all un being unified is more important than absolutely everything and supporting one another. Um, you know, like I, I support, you know, people who go through these, yes. these unbelievable experiences because it happened. And, and trying to get it figured out, that's the key. Figuring it out. Why me? Where does it come from? Why did I go through all of this? Why was I not, you know, like you say, you spoke about consulted. Like, why am I being taken against my will? Why do I not have to say? I get wigged out. I'm just thinking it's a big, it's a big intrusion no matter who's standing at the end of my bed. In the of the right. Night. It doesn't have to be an ET. It could be the neighbor's cat. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. And you need to have times and places where you feel safe. That's very important, especially right. to a little child. And I think that's where some of the damage gets done. Right. And, but I love that you have a platform where um, you listen and you give people a chance to share and to be heard because there just isn't enough of that. And we really have, there are a lot of humans, like you said, out there trying to wreak havoc and cause trouble and problems yeah. and hurting mm -hmm. other people. And mm -hmm. I'm just praying for all the people in Maine right now. And I haven't seen an update on that situation, but my heart, my, my prayers, my heart just goes out to everyone there. 
you know, mm -hmm. and there's just enough hurting going on in this world as it is. Too much. I think there's there's too much. Too I much. think, you know, I think mm -hmm. there's just too much, and this is where we the people have to become more unified. Dolly sent an email. I will I will get to that in one minute. <laughs> Too long. Chat only lets you put so many characters. So, oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> so I always tell people, just send it to me, then I'll read it out. <laughs> um, um, you make mention of two dates, Roswell in 1947 mm -hmm. and the Granada Treaty. What are mm -hmm. the events and how do you believe that they tie into this whole abduction agenda? And I will pull this up. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I put those in my book because there are two um, events that I think people are, most people might be familiar with, and they showcase two things. One, when you think of the Roswell, you think of the fact that they put the first the um, headline out there that the saucer crashed, and then they yanked that back away from us and put another one out, said, nope, it was a weather balloon. And it's this back and forth that we get from from our leaders, from those in positions of power, from our government, from the groups who are taking control. Mm -hmm. And then the, that coupled with the Granada Treaty, which is a rumored treaty made with extraterrestrials by either our government or a an offshoot of our government. We have the declassified documents that um, talk about the Majestic 12, although highly redacted, at least we have a little bit of information about what was mm -hmm. happening at that point in time. So it shows a willingness by our government to go into agreements with them to obfuscate and hide information from us. And that is still going on today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then we get December of 2017 and the New York Times article about the black money and the black ops comes out. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's yeah. like, Oh no, we're not looking into UFOs, but we are looking at UAPs. And mm -hmm. then we get the whistleblowers and then we get this back and forth. And yes, we are. No, we aren't. Yes, they're real. No, they're not. Oh, well, but we have crafts and we have biologics and we have, you know, we yes. have um, the videos and, and all these things. So I think it just, it's just to say, you know, I'm not crazy this is real. It's yes. been real. It's been out here for a very long time. Right. We have been misled for a very long time. Yes. And I agree with we you. Really need to look at this more closely and listen to each other because they're not the powers that be. They are not going to give us this information. And I don't really think we'll have any kind of full disclosure because in order to do that, they would have to fully disclose what they've done. And mm -hmm. I don't that will ever happen. I agree with you on that too. And there's a lot of people within the field of ufology who feel exactly the same way. And a lot you know, of people, you're not going to have too many powerful men who want to yeah. come out and say, yeah, we knew about it and let it happen. I don't think exactly. it's going to happen. And they don't like you talking about it. You know, they don't like people talking about it. They don't like it getting out. They don't mm. like the truth out there. Mm -hmm. But if we don't start talking about it, it's going to just, get sucked back into the shadows again. I just, I just can't stand the thought of that happening. I agree. I agree. Well, it's people such as, as yourself and people and other experiencers who come forward and they want to talk about the, their experiences. I think it needs, there's stories that need to be told. And yeah, there's some mm -hmm. great stories and there's some not great stories. Right. Dolly actually has, she's a, a contactee from, from 
birth, her first memory was yes. a book has been written about her as well, and called Symmetry. And this Talara is her extraterrestrial contact. And this is his message that she was always taught. Be mm -hmm. strong in love. Love is what carries through. Love is what heals. Love is the strength of life. Love has no limit. Therefore, let love become who you are. Let love evolve to its fruition. Let the light that is love burn bright. Let its wisdom guide you to the higher understanding. Let its power move you to teach its other or its power to others. Love, be strong in love. That's lovely. And, That's beautiful. So I, I think there are many beings out there mm -hmm. who don't agree with everything that's going on here. And I think it's like I always say, you got your good people, your bad people. I believe, mm -hmm. I believe, you know, and any, any race is going to have that mix. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I agree with that too. A hundred percent. There are good ones and then they're fallen. And, and then they're you have all humans. using the same vehicles of conveyance. They're all using the same kinds of things. So yeah. we, yes. you know, it's hard for us to be able to tell until something happens to us, until we're harmed in some way or something like that. Then you kind of know. It's traumatic. Yeah. I, I think what everything you've been through is traumatic. You know, you I know. can get behind. Yeah, trauma is trauma. And that's hard. That's hard. So thank you for helping people to heal. I love that everyone gets to have a voice here and that these great questions that are coming up, um, trying to kind of look at the side. I've got a little bit of some of them showing on my screen. So if you all yeah, see me. I try them, to put them up. Sometimes they just have a, a conversation going yes. on themselves, you know. Yeah, that's true. I saw something about like the different blood types not being able to mix. And and that's really interesting. Yes, because. It, it's, well, it, it's true. My, um, when I had my children, my my former husband was mm -hmm. in a positive. I had to take the, the road. Rogaine shot, the Rogaine shot, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And, and um, you do it once, then you're, yeah. I know, I know. It's, I so have two negatives and one positive, and thank goodness my positive was my second one. Because yes. the way that works is, is once you've had one positive, then your body is really built up antibodies against them. So thank goodness right. my third was a negative. And so I didn't have any issues, but I had to take those shots too. Yes. Um, but isn't it interesting know, how the negative blood type tries to attack? Yes. Like it doesn't want that baby to be born, right? It's like it doesn't well, want to. Is, so is it's, it, it's interesting. Is it protection? Is it self-preservation for, mm -hmm. you know, for... Right. Our, well, I don't know. Our design. I don't. I know. know. Is it by design? I. You know. Yeah. I. I think that the reason that. Um, and I. I. In the book, when I talk about the um, missing pregnancies. Yes. I believe they take them before the end of the first trimester is because our bodies are designed to reject anything that's not correct matching into our. Yes. And um, probably with the RH positives, we're able to carry them through that first trimester, right. but probably no further. And I think that's why they always take them before the end of that first trimester. Um, not that anyone asked that question, but when I saw that about the RH negative. Right. You know, yeah, that, jump in whenever you'd like. Okay. I, I always say Thank I, I prefer. I am. No, I I've got about 15 more minutes here. If yeah, I don't know how much absolutely. time you have, so I'm going to run out of time on my end. But no, I'll you go. go. So, so I keep answering as many questions as I can, if anyone has it. Yeah, no, questions. go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, like I said, people will just start chiming in. In the meantime, why do you think that, you know, children are so vulnerable with this? I know why they are with malevolent entities. Mm -hmm. Why do you think they are so targeted? 
start them young, get them used because to you. Conditioning. A couple of reasons. Because yeah, they're children. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're defenseless, right? A child right. comes at things with, with innocence, with openness. Um, most children, that's why we have to teach our children not to get in a car with stranger when they offer them candy or a puppy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Heck, most adults will go walk up to a car to see a puppy, and that's not safe. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's I had true. a neighbor who did that one day. I'm like, are you crazy? It was a man in a van with puppies. No, don't do that. You know? <laughs> no puppies. So, I think they're there. And also, I think it is if you get a good genetic match, you're going to want to work within that genetic um mm tissue that genetics as for as long as you can right. i mean i think our lifespans are much shorter than theirs which is why it goes in families and generations so the more time you get utilizing that you know the blood and tissue that they're able to collect or whatever it is they need and no one ever sat me down and said we mm -hmm. need this and that you know but yeah, then yeah. i think that that allows them to have more time with it and mm -hmm. also yeah children are very malleable very viable. Mm -hmm. So a child can be taken and can be groomed to believe and work within whatever paradigm is set before them right. um, without question sometimes. So right. it's, it's, you know, when we're children, we're, we're naive and we're easily swayed. So it's, that's why it starts with children. I have to ask you, does your current, your, your children now, I mean, your, your human children, are they aware that they have, they have hybrid siblings? Uh-huh. They are. Um how do they feel about that? They're you know, it's it is what it is. They know yes. what's happened. They believe yeah. me, they've seen this, they understand right. it. They know that they're safe. Right. They know the situation. They understand right. that my interaction with them was not positive and they're okay with that. Right. And so they're very Sorry, there's a cat going making noise. <laughs> Chris got distracted by a cat as well. Yeah. Oh, ooh, both of our cats are on the same wavelength tonight. I know, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, yes, I'm sorry. I got distracted by a cat. No, I was afraid something was going to fall on me. From, um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah. Oh, goodness. Sorry. I wish she'd come up here. She's really pretty. Oh, that's okay. Uh, we've, we've got a lot of pets that join in. Oh, that's good. Yes. Yeah. Usually they try to get on camera. That's why I try to close the door, but they managed to get it open. So, right. Um, so, there um, any other questions? That uh, no, people are just sort of, of um, chit-chatting along oh, and making Well, if anyone make, is interested in comments, the book, um, Dolly, Dolly says, I carried my first hybrid child. For seven months. Wow, that is Jim Alexander. Incredible. Wow, I mean, that's, that's, saying that's incredible. See, I think that's, there are that's a people much who, different scenario to mine. Yeah, though. well, I and, think maybe it depends on perhaps the race. Yes, it does, and I think you have to be willing to, you know, listen. And I like that that she can share that what's happened to to mm -hmm. her and have a positive story. But mine was very different, and yes. I can share that too. But it doesn't mean it's the same thing. Do you know what I mean? If that makes okay. sense. I'm no, it, it does. I think all experiences are different. Like and like I said, some are good, some are bad. It doesn't mm -hmm. take away. No, as long as you're from, willing to listen to both, right. to all the stories. And then everyone, right. based on your own scenario, right? you can, you know, make your, your decisions and, and, in whatever, in like I said, not judgments, because I don't, I don't think that's right. a fair word to use in this case, but I think that's important. But if anything, 
the book has opened up an oh. entirely different world for you. It has. Um, a support has. system, mm -hmm. an opportunity for you to be a support system. Absolutely. It really has. Absolutely has. And that right. is amazing. So um, I'm just happy that I can do that. Um, the book is available exclusively right now, only at... Um, One second. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there we go. There it is. Exclusively right now at lamarzuli.net. Um, and you can find a link to that through my website, which, which is my, okay, good, which is my yeah. name. Uh -huh. And Karen um, Wilson or Karen Wilkinson author.com. Yes. So guys, it's just scrolling across the bottom. And you can contact me through um my website as well. Please, if you have any questions or or need to reach out, please reach out to me that way. I will get back to you as quickly as I can. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I'm just, I'm just really happy that I can, that we all now have, you know, I just want us to keep talking. I right. really want us to keep talking about this. I really want us to keep sharing this. And I just think that's really important. And I want us just to keep being good to each other, be kind to right. one another. There's right. no reason for, for, you know, people don't need to be at odds. You know, so I, much, I agree so with much you. in the world right now and you are just absolutely lovely michelle i have enjoyed every minute of this Thank time you. with you and Likewise. all of your listeners and everyone who's been um putting up message comments i wish i could have read them all i can well here's the last one. Oh, okay would you accept a positive meeting with et at this point in my life i have had very positive meetings with angelic beings and they were amazing right. so with a with a good being but not with a fallen you know the right. fallen ones i'm no i'm right. done with that that part right. of my life is done but but yes with an angelic if an angel is going to come here and be with me oh hallelujah that's wonderful i love that idea i'll right. you know angels all day long yes please you know right. um right. they're amazing wow that would be yes all day long, that. any day. <laughs> I love that. And open, open minds and keeping the journey, keep expanding yeah. on your journey. We often have to remember that we are these amazing, um, these amazing spirits having a human experience. We are. And, and the essence will just continue to grow. And it's so important that we try to make as much of our time here and evolve as much as possible because we take that with us long after the body ceases to be. Um, and Lawrence, thank you so much for sharing my first time tuning in. You made it awesome. Thank you for tuning in. Thank, thank you. you Lawrence. That is so kind. I appreciate that so much. What a, what a joy. This has just thank been you. such a blessing. And Chris thank says, you. our friend Karen Wilkinson sends out a warm energy. Absolutely believer. She's good people. Oh, Thank you, Chris. That is beautiful. Everybody, Chris, Dolly, Lawrence, you yeah. all, everyone here has just been so kind, so loving, so wonderful. I couldn't have asked for a better experience. Um, I do a lot of interviews, but Michelle, you, I have loved every second of this. You, you. are amazing. Thank you. You're and I know Amelia missed it all. So she's like, so I just, I know oh. her. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll come back sometime, or you know, I'll just get on here and chat when you guys are having one anytime so that I can. Anytime, I'm sorry that I missed her. She's just lovely and 
but maybe I can come back sometime when she's here Absolutely. in a couple months or something. Or yeah. Ever, when, you know, when crazy, when things come up. Oh, we're already booking into the new year. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. But if some crazy uh, government thing comes up again or someone comes oh, up yeah. with, with another. <laughs> That's uh, a whole other show, uh, isn't it? <laughs> mommy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I love it. I, I'm happy to pop in for five minutes or something. So. Love it. But you're and, such and a doll. Thank you for, for sharing your story with us and, thank and you. entrusting all of this information. It's, I know it gets very difficult and very emotional and I appreciate you taking the time to come on and share it with all of us. It's, you know, it's you. very, it, it's it's a lot. Sometimes it can be a lot it to recount. It is a lot. I tend to yeah. go off and cry later. Aw, big virtual. No, it's fine. It's, it's <laughs> always an emotional release, and that yes. is a beautiful thing. And sharing is a beautiful thing, and all yes. the love. You can just feel love from everyone that's on these posts and everything. It's just it's love. It's love and beautiful. It is. Our, our our chat room is awesome. So we're we're very yeah. grateful for them. And they I always say you make you make the show that much better and they do say they absolutely do add so much love to everything i think that's just wonderful well thank i you. thank you all so much please have a I, blessed night thank you again and i will be in touch with you to you with links and so on so oh, you'll have everything do. yes i'll share them around to everyone i'll put them on my website and i just look forward to following you in the future and and hopefully thank see you again you. sometime well, stay in touch with me I will. Absolutely. You know how to find me too. I Thank do. You, everybody. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for taking the time to listen. It means the world to me. Thank, Thank you. you. And it's a pleasure. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Thank you. Thank you. Well, guys, we've come to the end of another fantastic segment. I know you hear me say fantastic a lot, but honestly, we do get really amazing guests and, um, we appreciate all of your comments and your questions. It's very, very important. And it shows support, which is also very, very important. So thank you, everyone in chat room. Uh, big thank you, of course, to Karen Wilkinson uh, for coming on board and sharing her story. Huge thank you to Folgers Coffee for sponsoring the show. Big thank you to Justin Snicker, a.k.a. Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, and Steve McGinnis uh, for also being a sponsor with the time and, and their their work. So thank you. If you guys want to contact us, the outer realm contact at gmail.com or go to the Facebook group page, click email. Uh, it's definitely the, probably one of the easiest way, but always email. So if you want to see a guest or a topic, let us know. I do get people, however, who message me and just say, hey, this is my experience, but they don't really specify um, if they're interested in telling it in public or not. So if you have messaged and, and you really you really do need to give me a bit more uh, detail with respects to where it is you would like to go with this sort of thing, because there are a lot of listeners and the archives do very well. So you have even more people who are going to hear that story. OK, so bear that in mind. So um, next week. Wednesday, we have C.L. Thomas coming on for the very first time. She's going to be discussing her book, Dancing with Demons, A Paranormal Encounter, which is based on a true story. So that one, I was really excited about that one. She's just a really, really lovely person. And um, we're looking forward to, to having her, you know, just talk about her experience. Thursday night, we welcome back dun, 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 our very own Dolly Saffron. And let's just say she's going to be catching us on some 
catching us all up on some important things and going over a lot of misconceptions about, you know, ET for one. Um, it, it's going to be a little bit of a delicate show. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so um, we'll just leave it right there because it's always exciting when Dolly comes on. So let's face it. Well, you know, we're going to have a good time. Also, October 31st, because you are not going to be seeing the outer realm until then. So please, if you're on the network, just, you know, Prep yourselves up. Listen to the promo. I'll play it again. But October 31st, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, we are having a Halloween party. So, you know, it's for the host. So we're all going to kind of congregate in one spot, have a lot of fun, maybe do some panel talking. Mm -hmm. And uh, some may dress up, some may not. And either way, it's going to be a fantastic show. So I'm going to play this for you guys again. I'm going to say good night. And I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Alrighty. Love you all. Thanks for being you. Hey.